Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Articulating BPD and Me. First of all, thank you so much to everyone that listened to episode one. As you could probably tell, I was really nervous and I am still really nervous expressing myself to the extent that I have been trying to do um, and helping people understand and helping more so myself understand these kind of things and take that step back outside of myself to kind of reflect and see the logical processes behind struggling with borderline personality disorder. So for those of you who did listen to the entire episode, thank you and I really appreciate it. It's only onwards and upwards from here in terms of me getting comfortable speaking to myself essentially, Um, but I am really excited for this journey ahead Um, and I hope you guys stick with me. It is going to be a long one, um, so we will be going through, you know, the therapy that comes with all this and all that kind of stuff, but in this episode we're going to focus on symptom number two of borderline personality disorder, which is unstable relationships. Just to recap quickly, in episode one, we discussed fear of abandonment and symptom number two, unstable relationships also works in conjunction with this fear. So unstable relationships, this is definitely something I can look back on and only in recent times as well. This isn't something that only happened years ago or when I was younger. This is something that's consistently happened throughout my entire life. Um, and is still continuing to happen in my life. But it's definitely a predominant feature of me qualifying for borderline personality disorder and is one of the most common symptoms of the disorder. So people with BPD tend to have relationships that are very intense but short-lived. It often means that these relationships are not stable or built on foundations, rather just acted upon how we're feeling in that moment. As we briefly discussed in episode one, that feeling of like or slowing things down and getting to know someone doesn't necessarily always make sense to someone with BPD. Often we fall in love quickly. We believe that each new person is the person who will make us feel whole again. And when we don't get that feeling or that gratification or reassurance from this person, we're quickly disappointed. So this is why they're often short-lived. For me, predominantly, this is experienced in my romantic relationships. And it's definitely something that I carry a lot of guilt for, especially with new partners, especially in the last few years when my borderline personality has developed to the extent that it has. Um, And this, this fuse, this ticking bomb that I seem to have in myself comes and stems from the fact that yes of course I'm fearing them leaving me I have such a little self-worth but mostly the fact that I just don't trust easily as much as I love as much as I can express that feeling of love and I do find that I do tend to fall in love quickly with someone that I think is going to be my person my human um The ability to trust and let go of that fear of abandonment is so severe that it often turns bad faster than I can, faster than I can put it out, essentially. I mean, going back to what we spoke about, it is, 
one of two behaviours which will be engaging in in trying to get rid of this person and that's either the obsessive compulsive you know clingy persona or the one that is just fueled with anger resentment hate for themselves to the point that they push this person away so for someone with bpd because we want to give so much of ourselves to every new relationship and i guess this is kind of unfair but this is the way our brain processes we kind of expect that those needs and those actions to be met and matched and taking a step back i can completely reflect upon this being unfair and illogical for someone to match my actions but when i don't get it and i i feel like speaking to other people who suffer with borderline when they don't receive that reassurance or that matching of energy it spirals into this deep resentment for themselves and this lack of self-worth and i know your self-worth shouldn't come from other people but it's really hard to clarify our own self-worth in ourselves, and it's really hard for us to essentially separate our own confidence and self-worth from the love and reassurance we get from outsiders so i mean it is it's quite an obvious one here unstable relationships and why we do experience these unstable relationships um and discussed in episode one again was the fact that we we people with borderline personality essentially have this black and white thinking pattern so there's no in between there's no gray for us our relationships romantic friendships whatever it may be either seem perfect or horrible and yeah there are so many times that i look back upon and that is definitely the circumstance it is you know this idolization of a person to the extent that that is the only person that matters for that period of time and nobody else matters and i don't want to engage with anyone else i won't be satisfied with engaging with anyone else it is just purely that person that is going to make me help happy and make me feel good about myself to the extreme opposite of of devaluation of this person of betrayal um, loss of respect an absolute heartache anger and sometimes hate and i think the best way to describe this is not necessarily that we hate this person or that we we no longer think that they are the end or be all but the minute our self-worth is thrown back in our face or we at least feel like it's thrown back in our face because we're not getting that that energy that that obsessiveness back is a moment that we shut down emotionally and disengage completely and unfortunately like i said we do we do feel in extremes so often with these new relationships they do become triggers and they become triggers quite quickly especially for myself relationships are 
one of my bigger triggers. And whether it be something positive or negative, they seem to both trigger me in the same way. And I can't quite explain it because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But in terms of relationships, there is something instilled in me that truly believes nobody is going to stick around or when I do find this this perfect human that I just have to be a better person I have to change certain aspects of myself I have to lose weight I have to do more I have to be there more I have to be up in their case all the time making sure that they're okay all the time because I'm so not okay so things like touching hugging kissing um, even with someone that in that moment I feel highly attached to and have those feelings of care and love and all the rest even those small moments take me back to this other moment that I had with a previous partner and it reiterates that this is just going to happen again this is this is not worth it you can try push those feelings aside but it eventually catches up and you know I I lose another person so it's really difficult for me to hold on to relationships and it is really difficult for people with borderline personality to hold on to these relationships because we do feel everything so extremely I I think the best way to put it is something that one of my friends told me which was they felt like they had emotional whiplash they felt like I was in this roller coaster of loving them and hating them and loving them and hating them and shit it was intense for them and I do understand that and I I truly am sorry and I truly am trying to be better at seeing things from their perspective um, but those swings of idolization and devaluation are definitely definitely something that is is hard to control at this stage I'm assuming once I get the right therapy you know that these will be I will kind of receive the tools needed to have a more stable me and I have more stable relationships in my life but essentially it's it comes down to the fact that relationships mean so much to us they mean You know, when someone shows you that little bit of love or affection to a normal person, whatever, they hooked up with another person, one for the count, whatever it may be in their mind. For me, it's an immediate immediate tool for feeling whole again. And that's the best way to describe it. It's it's that I constantly feel like I'm letting myself down and I'm letting people around me down. And when I find this one person that, you know, wants to give me love and wants to give me affection, it's something that one, I don't feel like I deserve, but I'm so thro- thrown back by and 
unbelievably surprised by the fact that I'm getting this kind of attention that I I do fall into it quite quickly and I, I do become for lack of a better phrase um, I do become toxic so it is it is heartbreaking it is heartbreaking for me to to look back on so many relationships that you know friendships especially um, that went completely wrong and in that moment all I remember feeling was complete anger my blood was boiling I you know I was blacking out these moments and blacking out memories with these people because I just could not handle it and I didn't understand it um, so reflecting back upon it when I had my diagnosis and learned about the symptoms you know I was I and this is again speaking to someone else who suffers from this I was absolutely guilt-ridden and I continue to be guilt-ridden and I continue to do the same behaviors and it just frustrates me it frustrates me so much that I can't be a stable person right now but that's just where I'm at and it upsets me so much that I've lost so many great people because of instability and insecurities in myself so the fact that you know these these relationships are the best thing that have ever happened to me they're also the hardest and this this again relates to that fear of abandonment and I know that it's so easy to say to someone you've just got to love yourself you know it's all about self-love and self-care and you know self-worth but it is a very different factor when you are doing all the right things you're checking off all the list you're you know seeing a psychologist and doing your daily meditation and training for yourself and eating well and doing all these things it is very different when you are biologically programmed to not like yourself and i'm not i'm not using excuses here and i'm not saying that it can't be done because it will and I'll prove to myself that it can and it's going to be the damn hardest thing I've ever done but to put it quite frankly there isn't a moment for as long as I remember from as young as I remember where I truly felt like me and felt like I understood who I was which meant that I really loved myself and that's the reality our self-worth our respect for ourselves is diminished from day one from the earliest memory I possibly have that confidence in myself was never there and I sought it in other venues and you know th- thankfully I I did enjoy studying and I did throw myself into that and I did enjoy sports and I did throw myself into some positive behaviors but it was always never good enough it was always something that did break a lot of relationships because no matter how much I pushed I still felt like I was letting people down and I would get 
angry and frustrated and chuck tantrums I suppose is what it seemed like when I was younger and in adulthood have these massive episodes of anger and rage that people just did not understand so they left and I completely understand you don't owe anyone anything you don't owe sticking around if you feel like it's taking a toll on yourself but also and I I mentioned this this is for people's understanding as well as my own so in these moments especially if you know someone is suffering with any mental disorder as much as you don't owe them sticking around and I'm such an advocate for taking care of yourself because you have to and because I love so much so if I see that I'm hurting any of my friends you know I don't want them to stick around in that situation but also recognize that it is truly nothing to do with you a majority of the time and something to completely do with how how much we devalue and distrust ourselves how much we don't understand our emotion um i think the thing that the thing that hurts me the most is the fact that i i can look back and see all these moments that i did these things and all i want to do is is scream at that girl but a lot of the time it felt like an out of body experience and the thing that hurts most is the amount of guilt and the amount of guilt that comes with this with with every relationship that ended too quickly with every relationship that i thought was the one it truly i cannot i cannot even describe sorry sorry guys i think it's just it's definitely the thing that gets me down and that's the fact that i don't feel worthy enough to be loved so as intense and as much as i give myself to to this person or to these people in my life in this moment it always is an underlying thought process that i'm not good enough for this you know i'm i don't deserve to get married i don't deserve to have kids i don't deserve to be an auntie when i'm in this state because i'm so insecure about who i am so how the hell am i meant to hold on to this relationship and hearing the fact that i've put people through this through this roller coaster of emotions it's not a great feeling it's not something that i look back on and be like well i couldn't help it no it's something that you know i look back on with so much sadness and so much consideration for how hard that must have been for these people and as much as i was angry in that moment or sad in that moment i just love so much that i can't actually ever emotionally break these relationships in my mind 
as much as they're physically ended. And I think, you know, one of my previous partners said to me, and it, it was a very hard thing to hear at the time, and I, this was prior to my diagnosis, so I didn't really understand what he was saying, but um, it, it sums everything up perfectly, and that was, I stopped loving you when you stopped being Rochelle. And at the time, I just couldn't comprehend that. I was like, what, are you, what the fuck does this guy mean? Stop being Rochelle. Like, I'm me. How the fuck was I acting different? I didn't really remember, to be honest. And, I mean, we figured out that I actually do disassociate when things do get that extreme, which is why I kind of have these moments. I don't remember doing certain things. But <sighs> hearing that and knowing what I know now, and using that as kind of a basis for understanding where I stand in relationships. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It's absolutely boggling to me that I can love and hate at the same time. And this, this comes down to um, the fact that someone with BPD can be in two places at once and has that, that thinking process, that that double thought process that don't always correlate are usually completely opposing thoughts but both make sense and when it comes to relationships unfortunately that's the truth of the of the matter that you know I can love and hate at the same time and I can't quite explain what that's like all I can tell you is that it's exhausting it's constantly exhausting and I mean, this comes down to everyday relationships as well. This, this thought process of, you know, I feel safe with this person because they're like a big brother to me, as well as, well, they're just like every other person I've met and they're just going to leave me, so I'm already angry at you. Constantly having to push aside that second voice is something that is tiring. So when I'm in a new relationship with someone, with someone who doesn't know me, who's just trying to understand me, and I display these behaviours and these, these thought processes that they don't understand or can't handle, um, I do understand why they leave. I do, but... unfortunately reiterates so much that it reiterates the epitome of my self-worth and the lack thereof so yeah I didn't realize I'd be getting so emotional about this one but I feel like this one is still kind of fresh for me at this stage um, I'm kind of living and breathing through this this understanding for unstable relationships as well as living through some unstable relationships in my life right now so I hope you guys kind of understand the fact that someone with borderline to summarise can be what you perceive as hot and cold quite quickly but please try to understand that it's generally this immense feeling of 
love that we can't control, of feeling that this person is 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 filling a void in ourselves that we can't fill ourselves. And when we feel like that, there's some sort of betrayal or mistrust or, you know, something as simple as, I think I used this example in the previous episode, you know, not texting us back in a couple of days, it immediately reaffirms, fuck, we're not worth it. We're not, we're just going to be left alone again. We're just going to do all these, you know, do all these horrible things to this person as well. So we do lash out. And it's not that we're hot and cold. It's not that we, you know, are crazy or psycho. Unfortunately, those are terms that have often been associated with me. But um, the truth is it's just a, it's constantly a battle in our head. And it's constantly a fight to push aside those feelings. So when we're with someone new and we're not comfortable yet, it's even harder. It's even harder for us to understand why this person has chosen us when we know that we're not our complete best and it's difficult for us to move past those feelings of fear so as intense as this person may be if you are getting to know someone with BPD be open be honest don't tippy toe around their behavior don't reassure them that you know, whether it be, I don't know, being all up in your space or the complete opposite of outbursting over minor things, don't brush it off and reiterate that it's it's completely normal or it's fine, it's all good. And then follow up with, fuck this, I'm out. If you are getting to know someone with borderline personality, tell us, keep it simple. And like I said in episode one, appeal to our logical side. Appeal to the brain that has switched off in that moment. Don't react in that moment. If you truly are looking to keep this person in your life, if you, if you feel like this isn't for you and you, you, this isn't something that you can do, then by all means, means communicate that and take a step back for yourself. But I think... And I'm not quite here yet for myself, but um, watching, you know, one of my contacts with BPD just be so loving with her children, it gives me so much hope and it gets, it gives me this reflection of the fact that people with borderline personality can love bigger than you've ever expected and can give more and can feel more and are more empathetic and compromising um, generally we just want to overachieve in everything that we do so you know give that person a chance is all I can say if you are in a position where you're starting to get to know someone with this disorder and for people that are suffering from borderline and are suffering to keep those stable relationships and again, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not there at all. But there is hope. There is definitely every reason that you should keep trying and find that stable person, whoever she or he or they might be. 
because despite what your brain tells you and despite what I believe, I've kind of just got to listen to my friends at this stage when they tell me that I'm worth having that. You know, I'm worth being in love with and having kids and all that kind of things that come with that. And I'm worth having a close friend for more than a couple of months. So I know it's hard and I know it's exhausting and you're tired changing friends so frequently having to tell people your story over and over again it's it's exhausting and meeting someone who you think is your person for life constantly falling in love with them and and losing them it's heartbreaking but it's it's on you it's on you to recognize your behavior and take a step forward. And sometimes it does take losing someone cool, someone, you know, like my ex, who I thought was the end all be all, that was it, game over. Sometimes it takes losing that person for you to kind of realize, fuck, you know what? I'm just not going to be able to do this without getting help. And I shouldn't jump into anything in the next, you know, year, two years until I'm stable because I can't do this again. So, yeah, have hope and know that you are worth those things. Well, at least that's what I get told. But also own your actions. Own the fact that if you want those stable relationships, it doesn't come down to the other person. It comes down to you working on yourself. Yeah, so that was a oh, that was an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, if you do have any questions about what it feels like from someone with borderline or depression or anxiety or bipolar, one of my one of my many disorders, um, please feel free to message me um, and I'll try to answer the best I can because I know this isn't something that can get done in 20 minutes. Understanding these behaviours and these emotions isn't something that you know you guys are going to pick up in the next 20 minutes watch, hearing this podcast. But um, yeah, please hit me up with as many questions because the more I think about it and get to think about it and kind of pull myself into that logical academic side it helps me better understand and hopefully helps you better understand. So I'm signing off this episode now um, and I'm excited to go through episode three and four, which are going to be combined symptoms there, um, hopefully soon, guys. So thank you for listening again. I'm going to leave it here and until next time.